Tonight we're talking about the parable of the mustard seed. Alright, we're going to be in Luke's gospel because I love Luke. Alright, I love his translation. We're going to be in Luke and Matthew tonight, so we're using both. Alright, but Luke chapter 13 is where I want you to turn your Bibles to. We're going to start in verse 18. So Luke 13, 18. If you've got your Bible on your phone, you can use it. If you're taking notes, write it down. You have your Bible, flip to it. We ready. But if not, hey, guess what? Don't worry, because we got it on the screen. All right? This is what it says in Luke's gospel. Chapter 13, verse 18. Then Jesus asked, what is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? Is it like a mustard seed? It is like a mustard seed, excuse me, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. We're going to stop there. All right. Jesus said, he said, hey, what's the kingdom of God like? Obviously, he's asking this to people who ain't got no idea. All right. That's the humor in this. All right. Some like farmers, some fishermen, some people who are like, yo, I just got to hear what you got to say, Jesus. Jesus tells some parables later on to like the Pharisees, which it's all like, yo, like. Okay, we see in like savage mode in Jesus right now. But right now, I just love how he's asking a bunch of dudes or people, women and children, what's the kingdom of God like? I don't know, Jesus, I've never been. All right? You have, so tell us, teacher. I just that that's that's funny to me, but he says that it's like a mustard seed. Alright? Which a man took, planted in his garden, and it grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. Alright, so we've has anyone ever heard this parable before? You want to kind of heard a sermon about the mustard seed. All right. So y'all probably have seen the size of a mustard seed before, right? Like it is teeny tiny. All right. This thing literally looks like. So I actually went to um, Aunt Louise's farm. Anyone ever been there? All right. We were like, oh, let's go. Like my son like danced in like a little, not danced, but like swam in like the sea of corn, which I thought was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. All right. All these barefoot toe jam kids in this corn thing and they're like just having a blast all right they got you know the petting zoos the, the rides whatever but i went and i bought some like feed so i can like oh like i want to feed a goat you know like this would be cool so i got that feed y'all seen like rabbit feed before right like it's super small guess what mustard seed is smaller than this all right that was the moral of my story this is small all right so like imagine a dime, this thing's, it actually was in the video. I don't have a pick. So for those who've never seen a mustard seed, yeah, it's the video, the part of the video where they have the hands and all the seed. That's a mustard seed, super small, all right? Easily missed, all right, at surface level. But Jesus compares the kingdom of God to a mustard seed that a man chose to plant in his garden that grew and the birds found rest, okay? So let's talk about a mustard seed real quick. Like I said, at eye surface, you're like, what is this bird feed I'm looking at right now, all right? Well, this is teeny tiny, it's like a weird color, it's so small, but yet when it's planted, and when it takes roots, and when it goes straight down, and then it goes out, it's 20 foot wide, and it's where the birds perch. So the birds, once they see what came out of the seed, are able to see it from the sky, and they take safe haven in this. So I said, so 
Like I said, I think it's funny that Jesus, like I said, I think for a hobby, Jesus liked to plant flowers and stuff. All right? Because we see back-to-back parables where he's like, hey, like, we're planting. All right? We planted, like, the parable of the sower. All right? We had the opportunity to plant the seed on the, on the ground, the thorn, the good soil, the rock soil. And like we said last week, the seed was never different. It's just what dictated the growth of the seed was the soil. And then we learned that the soil was our souls and that our souls and what we choose to do is what dictates God working in us. It's a lot of power we have. All right. It truly is. But tonight I want us to talk about a couple of things real quick. I don't have too many points for y'all tonight. All right. But this is the first point. So you're taking notes. This is what I want you to write down. What you plant is your choice. Ooh, I just love this already. All right. What you plant is your choice. And I just love this parable because God, Jesus, when he says this, he said, uh, it's like a mustard seed that a man planted in his garden. All right. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. So what I'm learning from this parable already is that Jesus is telling me That kingdom things that we go through in life is a choice for us to plant into our hearts or not. The man had a choice to take this little mustard seed, to put it in the ground, kind of, you know, y'all ever like planting anything for some reason? You just tap the dirt on top. That doesn't make sense to me. But we all do it, all right? I've done it, all right? You like get the scoop out. You make the like little thing. You, You put the seed in, tap the dirt, water it. And you're like, all right. And you kind of, it's funny because you look at it for a second. And then you're like, all right, see ya. Then you kind of forget about it. Is this just me? Has anyone else ever planted before? All right, we got some gardeners in the house. No one? Is he, am I just crazy? Am I the crazy Arkansas guy? Like, I already know that's true, okay? But like, come, y'all know what I'm talking about. But I love that Jesus says this. The kingdom of God is like a man who takes a mustard seed and plants it in his garden. So that tells me The kingdom things, we have the opportunity to either plant them in our lives or leave them out. God gave the seed, all right? The seed was never different in any circumstance of the soil that we just learned about last week. And the seed definitely isn't different now, all right? He says, hey, this is your choice. Every day of our lives, we have the choice on what we plant in our souls, in our minds, and in our hearts. Every day, when we wake up, the first thought that we have is our decision. Oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to get out of bed. This is going to be such a bad day. I'm already like just driving this already. How easy is that? I mean, that's easy. You know, like when that alarm goes off, you're like, oh, get behind me, Satan. You know what I'm saying? Like, shut this alarm up, God. Give me rest. All right. But every day we have the option on what we choose to plant in our lives. I mean, that, that's some serious stuff, y'all. That is serious. We have the choice. Nobody can do it for you. Your mama can't do it for you. Your daddy can't do it for you. Your spiritual advisor can't do it for you. Your youth pastor, your pastor, your best friend. No one can dictate what you plant in your heart. No one. That's up to you and you only. You can plant good things, all right? Or you can plant bad things. Things of the world. Things that are going to get you caught up. 
things that lead to doubt, things that lead to, you know, just crazy like thoughts in your mind. You have the choice. How are we allowing our faith to grow? Okay. Are we allowing our faith to grow by us planting love, joy, peace, and happiness and other fruits of the Spirit? Or are we allowing our faith to die because we chose to plant the opposite? Because Jesus says, hey, it's a choice what the man put in his garden. It's a choice, young person, what you put in your heart and your soul each day of your life. And I promise you, whether or not you see anything growing yet, whatever you start to plant... I promise you it's going to get water from somewhere and then it's going to grow up one day and you're like, I forgot I planted that. Uh-oh. Because here's the fun thing about planting, especially for me. Most of the things I plant die. All right? I know that's a shocker. All right? I'm not a good planter. Actually, I'm installed farming simulator today on my Xbox. All right? So, like, my career in farming has gone. All right? I know. It's a sad day. But the thing about me is that most of the times when I plant things, they end up dying because I plant it, I water it, I give it a little love tap on the soil and say, this is going to be beautiful. And then I forget about it. All right? And I come back and I'm all like, what, what did I plant in this? I ain't got no idea. It's all like, it's a package somewhere? Is this like on the bottom of like the pot or something? It's like, what did I plant? But here's the thing. When you plant things of the world, even when you don't try to water it, guess what's going to happen? It's going to grow. When you allow it to stay in your soul. Because here's how you water things of this world. Anything that's opposite of a fruit of the spirit, okay, that you let the world come in, how that waters and how that grows is when you keep having that mindset each and every day. All right? So I'm not picking up love, joy, peace, or happiness or any other fruits of the spirit. All right? But I doubt... I don't have self-control. You know, I don't have any wisdom right now. I just have all these things that are picking up in the world. And each day of my life, what waters that is when I don't pick up the fruit of the Spirit. Get what I'm saying? Because when the fruit of the Spirit comes into your life, it takes away that seed. It's like the ultimate, like, weed killer. You know what I'm saying? Like, we talked about how I was like a guy who used to work at, like, a lawn company. I'd go and I'd be like, oh, there's a weed that doesn't belong. I'm killing it. The beauty of God is that when we choose to pick up the things of heaven, it eliminates the things of the world that we've allowed to come into our soul for so long. That's good. That's good news. All right. You'd be happy about that because time and time again in your life, because it's happened to me, I've picked up things that were not of the spirit. I was picking up things of the world, doubt, hatred, pride, gossip, just sin in general. Just picking these things up time and time and time again. But when I chose the fruits of the Spirit, all right, where this had an opportunity to grow in my life and to take root and to grow up and to make me just an awful person of this world, God came in. The greatest exterminator I ever met because it was a choice on what I chose now and that was the goodness of God. So what you plan, listen, I can't like say this enough. What you plant in your life each and every day is up to you. God is so good, all right? He's better than I could ever be because we see in this parable that Jesus is teaching before his death, all right? Persecution ain't came yet, all right? It's a little ways away, all right? This is early 
early Jesus ministry, these couple of parables we've been reading. Alright? He says, hey, you got the option. If it was me, I'd be like, heck no. I'm forcing you to do it. I mean, I'm just being real. I'm about to go through such a life-changing event personally if I was Jesus. Literally, my life is about to be nailed on a cross. Alright? Grace and mercy knew each day, and because of that, grace and mercy, you now have the choice on what you put in your life. That's how good God is. We have free will because that's what makes the harvest that much better is when we choose to plant the goodness of him in our life. When we choose to plant the kingdom in our life. He says, hey, this man took the mustard seed, put it in his garden. And what happened? All right. I'll tell you what happened. That mustard seed took the garden over. There's the example right there what i've been talking about because that mustard seed unless this is a like physically a massive garden it takes roots it grows it goes wild and it grows 20 feet wide massive so anything in the area that didn't belong or be fit in that was fitting in with what the kingdom of god was was now dead that's what happens young person when you plant kingdom things that's good news all right we bring in some good news tonight that's how good god is Man, I've been planting some things in my life for so long that I know don't fit. But yet I, today I started to choose to plant kingdom things in my life. And when I kept watering it, when I kept having faith, when I kept waking up each day and resisting the things of the world and picking up the things of God, it started to grow. And the things I once planted in the world that were starting to grow, now because the kingdom is so big and God is so good, no longer does it have room to grow in my life. Hit him with that Ric Flair real quick. That's how good God is. That's good news. That is good news. That Jesus says, hey, something so small to the human eye grows. We all know who that is pulling in. All right. Something so small to, and when he walks in, we're going to just stare at him and say, I told you so. Something so small to the human eye, whenever it finds good soil, and when it's watered, grows into something so magnificent. But God, this is a small thing right now. You want me to plant this in my life? Are you sure? God, are you sure? Because I need a big word from you, but yet the seed you give me is small. Oh, come on. Come on, someone. But God said, hey, just wait. All right? Be faithful. Plant that seed. Watch. What happens? Watch how he can use us to grow the kingdom of God if we allow him to work in our lives. You say, Pastor Mike, how, how can I grow the kingdom of God? Here's how you do it. Hey, buddy, I know life's hard right now. All right? Been through it. Jesus loves you. There's a way out. All right? It may not seem like it. Life may seem difficult and hard and discouraging, but there's hope. You plant that seed, God does the rest. That's how we grow the kingdom of God. It's not our works. It's our willingness to work for God, and he does the rest. Amen? Here's another point I want us to, uh, to talk about tonight for all my note takers. Having faith in a little thing is a big thing. 
Alright? Having faith in a little thing is a big thing. See, so many times, me personally, alright, maybe y'all can relate to this, I find myself overlooking small, faithful moments that I know God has put in my life, and I know this when I reflect, alright? At the moment, I may not notice it, but in my time of reflection, then I'm all like, oh, I missed it, alright? Because at times, Pastor Michael doesn't want to have faith in the small thing because the small thing is a small thing, alright? There's no fun in that. Alright? I want faith in the big where people can see what my faith led to. Alright? Went, went through this moment in my life, big moment. Not faith in it. And people are like, man, how did you have that faith? Man, that's crazy what God did for you. But in the small things, I'm like, oh, nah. Like, this is just so small and it's like minute to me, so I'm like. Just let it take its course. Kind of would crush my spirit a little bit, but then I was like, no. We just wait for the big moment. But then we realize, all right, that not only does this parable teach us this, all right, but what we experience in life is that when we have faith in the small things, it's a big thing. All right? It's a big thing. Listen, I told y'all, now we're staring at them. All right, just staring. All right? Having faith in the little thing ends up being a big moment in your life. Here's why. Because the more and more times we have faith in the small moments, what feels like a small battle, when that big moment comes, listen, we talked about this in our King David series. All right? He was faithful in the small moments of his life. All right? Goliath just didn't come overnight. He was a shepherd. All right? He had faith in these small moments of his life and it led to this big battle where he was like, hey, I know how faithful God is in these small moments and because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, in this big battle of my life, God is not going to let me down. That's why having faith in the little things is a big thing. Because in order to have big faith, you got to start with small faith. Amen, we line up there? The mustard seed was small, but look what happens when it blossomed. Like we just talked about, so big that the birds flying in the air who say, I need a place to land and to make a safe haven and to take shelter, see it. And that's what happens in our lives. When we allow this mustard seed to grow into what God created it to do, people see it. It's obvious. I see it. Matthew chapter 17. We're going to tie this into our faith now. Like I said, we're going to be in Luke and Matthew. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20 is where we are. Like I said, if you, if you got it on your phone, you can flip there. If you got it on your Bible, then you can, you know, scroll there. Y'all like how I mix those up for y'all? Just make sure you're all paying attention, all right? This is what it says in Matthew 17. He replied, this is Jesus, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain in your life, move from here to there, and it will move because nothing will be impossible for you. So we see in Scripture that Jesus uses a mustard seed in two examples. All right? He says, hey, this is what the kingdom of God is like, it's a mustard seed. 
that grows big, massive, that the birds come in and are safe. And then we see in another passage of scripture, he tells us now, hey, if you have faith literally the size of a mustard seed, this is what you can say to the mountain of your life. I remember being in Sunday school and hearing this. And in Arkansas, listen, Arkansas isn't as flat as the panhandle of Florida is, all right? We at least got like some like bluffs that we would like jump off of into like the rivers and the lakes and like they're pretty high. They get like fun fact. The, the tallest hill slash smallest mountain is in Poto, Oklahoma. All right. And I remember seeing that thing and I was like, yo, that is massive. And then I went to Seattle and saw Mount Rainier and I was like, yo, this thing is just, that's a little hill. All right. But I remember like hearing this. All right. I was like, man, I got that mustard seed faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just a little bit of faith. You know what I'm saying? That's just a little bitty tiny seed. You know what I'm saying? So like, God, are you telling me I just need this little bitty amount of seed and I can make this mountain move? I'll walk over to that sand hill. And I was like, hey, mountain move. I was like, oh. I guess I ain't got the faith because it literally didn't move. It just stood there, all right? It lasted. All right, Jesus isn't saying go to a mountain and say, hey, move. And it moves. We're talking about what happens in our spirit. All right? Because listen, in your life, all right, the mountain can symbolize something good and it can also symbolize something bad. All right? We hear all the time, man, like, you're on the mountaintop. You made it. You're there. All right? And you've also heard, man, I've been in the valley. You know? God's the same in both of those places. But we're talking about mountains in the sense of how it's blocking us from getting where God's calling us to be. This is what Jesus is saying. All right. So too many times I was like, man, I'm going to make this mountain move. People are like, yo, like breaking news, like the Poto smallest mountain move. And I was like, yeah, it was me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what I do because I got that mustard seed faith. But Jesus is saying, hey, take this to heart. Literally, the things in your life when the mountains come. All right. When it's blocking you from being where you need to be, if you just have faith size of this mustard seed, you can tell this mountain where to go. We're now seeing what God's word grows into when we allow it to in our lives. It grows into this great thing, all right? This massive, obvious thing. And the outcome of our faith, young person, can be something so beautiful when we just keep believing, keep having it. Jesus said, all I need is just this little bitty size. The mustard seed parable, all right, reminds us, okay, that this small sized faith, all right, and I'm not saying like, hey, like, little faith because we've understand now that the mustard seed grows into something so big it's what the kingdom grows into when we allow it. but he says hey have this faith trust in the kingdom trust in god and tell that mountain in your life to move and it does it moves one of the smallest size seeds on the earth and the mountain is one of the biggest things, okay? So I love the comparison that Jesus makes here. 
It's just beautiful. All right. He's saying, hey, the seed sized faith will eliminate and move the big mountain in your life that doesn't belong. Listen, we're tying it together, I promise you. All right. That he's saying that the smallest thing can move the biggest. All right. Here's some bad news I'm going to give to you real quick. Because it's truth. In life, you're going to be faced with a mountain. And you're going to look at that thing and be like, I don't know if I can do this. Alright? Because I'm standing next to it. I'm face to face with it and I'm intimidated by it. It's literally blocking me from seeing what's around it. From me seeing what God's called me to do because this mountain has popped up out of nowhere. So we see it. And on paper, it looks like the seed can never defeat the mountain because of the size comparison. Face to face with it. Alright? Like I ain't never mountain climbed before because God gives people like me wisdom and I don't like heights. Alright? So like you'll never see me on a roller coaster. Alright. I get dragged on Ferris wheels. Alright. Scares me to death. I've been on two largest Ferris wheels in the world. Alright? Scared me to death. I don't care if it's caged in. I just remember listening when I was young, I watched Mighty Joe Young. Alright, you ever seen Mighty Joe Young? No. That's way touch the heart. Alright, Monty Joe Young was a Disney Channel original movie. What y'all know about that? They don't make them anymore. Alright? It was about this gorilla that lived in Africa that people were trying to poach this gorilla. And so they're like, hey, this is like a massive, bigger than any gorilla. It's like a giant gorilla. They're like, hey, we're bringing this gorilla to the States now to give it a safe haven. Alright? The people are still trying to poach it. They get it back all the way to America. The poachers who are trying to poach this gorilla in Africa are now in America, and they would like take these keys and like dangle their keys. And they like, I actually got my keys right here. And they take their keys and they'd be like doing this, and it's sitting like that's how they knew because they're chasing them like with their keys, making all this noise. And so, all right, that's a story time. Love it. All right, I don't own the rights to this. All right, so Facebook tries to flag me later. Y'all know what's up. All right. So they go to America, all right, and they see this exhibit, and Mighty Joe Young is just like chilling, all right, doing what monkeys do. He's actually kind of sad because he lives in this exhibit. But a poacher comes up, and he's like, oh, what a massive gorilla. And you know, you knew it was a poacher, but no one else did. Then he, what does this guy do? Pulls out his keys, all right? I know, jaws dropped everywhere right now, all right? True story. Actually, it's made up, all right? What? Well, I'm not making it up. It's actually a movie, but the story isn't real. All right. So he pulls out his keys. All right. And he's standing there. And he's all like, do you remember me? And I'm all like, as a kid, it's, I remembered it. It scared me. I'm like, no, Joe, no. They're trying to kill my gorilla. So what does Joe do? Joe Young is this gorilla's name. All right. Mighty Joe Young. So what Joe does, he's like, hey. I ain't about to get poached like this. R.I.P. Harambe, I'm out of here. All right? So what does he do? He breaks out of that exhibit. Now we have a mega, mighty, massive, giant gorilla in the city. Like King Kong? Like King Kong, yes. All right, King Kong size. Right. It was a Disney Channel movie. I, what, I cried, all right? Listen, I'm gonna tell you, I'm finishing it, all right? This is why I'm scared of heights and why I don't like Ferris wheels. So there's a carnival going on, all right? This carnival's going on, and like all mayhem now is just like crash the city. 
All right, it's crazy. Fires, sirens, panic. All right? People are like, what is going on? Well, there's a King Kong-sized gorilla on the loose. So what does Joe do? He's like, hey, I'm getting away from this poacher, so I'm gonna climb this Ferris wheel, all right? So this, like I said, the fires are going on. Somehow the carnival catches on fire. So they see this massive gorilla climbing up this Ferris wheel. They're like, everybody get out of the Ferris wheel, get out of the Ferris wheel. The poachers are trying to still poach him. Joe's mom, I can't remember her name, not actual mom, but like his human mom who like has had him since a cub. It's like, we gotta like protect Joe. So they run to the Ferris wheel. She's like, Joe, no! The Ferris wheel is now on fire. Joe's on this Ferris wheel, clinging to the side of this Ferris wheel. And guess what? There's a kid in the Ferris wheel at the top. Boy, I'm telling you, my anxiety's through the roof just talking about it. All right? She's on that Ferris wheel, and there's a kid there. The kid's like, I want my mommy. I'm scared. And I'm like, I get it. I'm scared too in this moment for you. And this isn't real. And then Joe, just being the soft, gentle giant he is, picks the kid up, holds it, and the Ferris wheel. And all you just see is Joe's human mom saying, Joe! No! Fire everywhere. Panic everywhere. Where's the fire department? I don't know. They don't exist in this story. They're not even there. He's on that Ferris wheel though, and that Ferris wheel gets to rock in a little bit because it's on fire and this thing's about to come down. So Joe grabs the kid. Joe holds the kid tight and the Ferris wheel tips over and Joe like pushes off of it and he falls backwards. And you just have the like aerial view in the movie just looking down at Joe. It's kind of like when Mufasa died. Burn my heart too. That's the view. I'm just saying that's the view. I'm just telling you it's the view. That's the view. So you see Joe falling, 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 falling. And the entire time I'm just weeping, weeping, weeping. <laughs> he hits the ground. Oh. So he died? Hits the ground. And his mom runs over there, Joe, I love you. They figure out there was a kid because the kid's mom is down there on the ground panicking the entire time. My baby was on a Ferris wheel. First off, why are you putting a kid on a Ferris wheel by itself? All right? Parenting one-on-one. All right? This kid was like four. It didn't make sense. He's not even tall enough to ride the ride. But whatever, it's a movie. So she's like, oh my God, my baby, thank you so much, Joe. And she's over there on the gorilla weeping, crying. Joe, I love you so much. And Joe like blinks. And then six months later, they're in the safari Joe lived. I didn't make this story up. Y'all can go ahead and give me a hand clap. Thank you. And that's why I do not like Ferris wheels, all right? Because I think of that story the entire time. Don't try to tell me what my fears are to me, Trey. That was the story. That's how it ended. To tell you why I was scared of the fierce one. Like I said, now y'all know. Alright? But in life, you'll be faced with a mountain. Alright? Or fierce one, you're right. And you're going to stand there and be like, God, how can I get past this? over it, through it, around it, on the ride, it's stuck at the top, down at the bottom, whatever it may be in your life, you'll be faced with it. But Jesus said, like he said in Matthew, because you have so little faith, in the moments when your faith seems small, because you've lost faith, 
God says, hey, how do you restore the faith you once had that was big? It was the outcome of the mustard seed by having the faith that was the size of where it began. That's what Jesus says. In the moments of our life when we have no faith, little to none, he says, just have some the size of a mustard seed. Because that's what the kingdom of God's like when we plant it in our life and what it grows into. It's intimidating. And the thing about a mountain as well is that it's obvious. You see the mountain from even a far away distance. I've never seen a mountain before that I was all like, I had no idea that was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw it from a distance. Same as a Ferris wheel. All right? Saw it from a distance. But the mountains in life are obvious. And it's like, man, this just doesn't fit inside of me. Something's like poking me and like it's just so big. The weight of this mountain that I'm carrying, I know it doesn't belong, but it discourages me. I can't see the other side because the mountain's inside of my life. And I've been carrying it. And it's obvious. And when we have these mountains in our spirit, like I said, we feel it and we carry it with us. But faith, young person, is what gets you through it. God's word, young person, is what gets you through it. Praise and worship, young person, is what gets you through it because we put our trust in God. That's powerful. Because like I said earlier, it's just amazing to me that Jesus uses his mustard seed in two different comparisons. It's like the kingdom of God that's planted, that we choose, that grows into a tree so mighty that it's obvious as well. And people find safe haven and life is restored at these places. And then in the moments when we have little faith, we're like, God, where you been? I don't trust you anymore. You've let me down too many times in my life. I've been searching and looking and I haven't found anything yet. He says, in these moments, when your faith is little, go back to the faith that produced something that was big. The mustard seed. Go back to that. Because when we go back to the mustard seed, we go back to the hope of Jesus. Because we know what the kingdom of God is like. It's like the seed that we choose to plant. And so when we go back to the mustard seed, it's more than it just seeming like a small thing. Because we were faithful in a little. And that's a big thing. Y'all see how this is tying together now. Hey. I've been going through some things in my life, Mike, you don't even understand what I've been dealing with, what I've been carrying, what people say and think about me, what's going on in my family. God has let me down too many times in my life. I know he's been good. I know he's been great before. I know he can do it again. But in this moment, I just, it's hard for me to believe it. Because we look past sometimes the fact that the seed takes a little time to grow. I planted the seed, God. I watered it. I went to Lowe's and got the right soil that they told me to buy. Got the cute little pot, too. We even painted it. Put it in the dirt. Dug the hole. Put the seed in. Tapped the dirt like we talked about earlier. Watered it. Where is it? Like, you ever heard your mom say, if you keep staring, it ain't going to cook fast enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was me in the kitchen. Mom, I'm hungry. Staring at it, it's going to make it cook. So if you watch water boil, it's going to take longer. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff that really doesn't make sense, but I guess like it just feels true. This is how we are sometimes, though, in our spiritual lives. 
when it comes to God. God, I'm expecting you to show up in a big way for me. And he can, and he will. God's will will be done even if it feels like what you were believing for didn't come. His will is going to be done in your life, I guarantee you. When you just trust in him. But too many times we look past the process of what the seed has to go through in order for it to produce. That's where our faith comes in. That's where our hope in Jesus comes in. That's where our trust in Jesus comes in. It's when the seed was small. Come on now, someone. When the seed was little and me having faith in the little thing was a big thing because it's easy to have faith when it's a tree, when it's grown to be what it's made to be. But it's hard to have faith when it's small because there's moments where like, did I put enough water in this? All right. Is the dirt right? Is it too cold out here? Is the seed even good? But when we put the seed in our heart, we got to trust God to do what God's going to do for us. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he did it for you once, he's going to do it again because he ain't going to let you down. And that's how good he is. Have faith in the process because God's doing a work in you in the middle of that. In the process of what God has planted in you, what you chose when you chose to plant the kingdom in you. When you chose to put that mustard seed back in your life. And you're like, man, here I go restarting the process. Don't grow weary of that. Because the due season, the harvest comes. The tree is coming. It's on its way. But too many times we want to see what comes outside before we ever start to care about what God's doing in us. Because before a tree ever breaks surface level, it's created its root level. Come on now. So before you ever start to see something sprout up in your life, what God is doing in your soul and in your spirit is going to let you withstand whatever produces outward. Because when you have a good root system, when you trust the word, when you believe that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. When you said, hey, in the middle of my storm, I knew that God would never leave or forsake me. When life got hard, I trusted that he was my provider and my roots were digging deep in his word and in my prayer life and in all these things and so when the storm tried to come and it tried to sway and knock me over and I was going back and forth I never lost my roots because they were deep in who God was come on now someone but too many times we get caught up as believers and as Christians thinking hey I want to see the fruit I want to see the branches but God says worry about the roots your choice what you plant each day of your life he says it was the kingdom of god it was like a mustard seed that they chose to plant it's your choice each and every day what we're going to plant let's bow our heads father we love you and we thank you for this moment